You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Adjacent. You're listening to the Sports Adjacent. Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today. Adjacent. With Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey on the House of L Network. We're doing everything I dreamed of as an adjacent. I watched Space Jam with my kids, like the original Space Jam. I watched it with my kids recently. Or with Grace, actually, my 11-year-old, and she liked it. And I loved watching it again, of course. You know what I hate about people watching Space Jam now is everybody loves to shit on it. Like, oh, Space Jam was such a horrible, like, bro, shut up. Like, I'm not looking for an Oscar award-winning performance out of Michael Jordan and Bugs Bunny. And Bugsy Bogues. Right, so let me enjoy bad acting and the Looney Tunes. We love that movie because we love that movie. We don't need yeah, an like, explanation I don't, for it. I, I, I don't, don't have to defend it to you against, you know, No Country for Old Men or something. You know, it's like what that. I was definitely going to say No Country for Old Men, too. Which I love that movie, too. But no, great movie. Awesome. Definitely deserve you, the Academy Award. Like, I know that you, I know you like the childhood movies from your childhood, mm-hmm. but do you watch, have you found any childhood, any uh, children's movies like newer ones that as you're in your 20s now? That you that you like because I am exposed to all of that because of, I have young children. So I end up, for example, Despicable Me. My kids and I have been watching all this, all the Despicable Me's and the Minions offshoot. And right. I, the first Despicable Me was pretty funny. I liked that one. The rest of them are kind of eh, okay. Um, for, I grew. Me and Tony grew up in the golden era of Disney. So for a long time after they were our basically teens. They started missing, right? But I think Moana is one of the best Disney movies ever made. It's fantastic. The Frozen uh, movies were okay. I got dragged to the Frozen movies. I'm not they doing were this. Fine. I'm not saying they were great. I'm not telling you that. I'm not. I loved it. But here, here's my like barometer for watching movies with my kids. It's like, do I fall asleep during it or not? It has to, and, and a lot of it I do. A lot of their stuff, they watch these Barbie movies where nothing ever happens, and I just, I'm out 20 minutes into it, and I wake up with them changing the channel to something else. But, like, the Frozen movies, I stayed awake for the whole thing on those. They were okay. They were interesting enough. Sing 2, 
Sing Two is more recent. Now my and in Sing Two they go to something that's like pseudo Las Vegas, and now my kids really want to go to Vegas. It's really interesting how Vegas, how much Vegas would appeal to children. But if you took children there, you you would obviously see that that's not something you should do. I don't think. They got a bunny ranch. Yeah, that's that's not what that is. It's not a it's not literal tone. It's not what you're thinking. I mean, depends on how you look at it. <laughs> it's all about perspective. I see I've seen a lot of people with their kids in Vegas, and I'm always surprised by that. Like A, what is there for your kid to do here? And B, why do why do you want your kid here? Well they probably live there. I don't know if I don't think people that live there are just hanging out on the strip with their kid in a stroller or whatever. Hey, you know, it's a nice day outside. Same same thing over here. You know, hey, there's some lights and you want to get out the house. It's been hot all day. It's it's nighttime. Let's let's let's, let's, let's just go see the lights and stuff like that. I don't that tone that'd be like you living in Chicago and you're like, Oh, it's a nice day. Let's go ride the Ferris wheel and look at the bean. Like I don't think that's what you do. Eh, you know. It's free. <laughs> I'm sure that Ferris wheel is not free. Get your exercise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's somebody's whole existence is 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 living in uh, what we deem Sin City, and somebody people are raising families there. I wonder if the experience is different, you know, for them and how we view it versus how they view it, where it's just kind of like ah, oh, prostitution, ah, just part of everyday life or. No, I think you're misunderstanding. Like, I don't think the people that live there are doing tourist things. Like, I, when I lived in New Orleans, we weren't just like, let's have Mardi Gras every day. That's not really, or let's go to Bourbon Street every day. That's not really how it works oh, I when you live in a place. That'll be lit every day. When you live, when you live somewhere, you live your normal life. And there's pro- probably a lot of those people that live there aren't necessarily, and especially if you have families, aren't living on the Strip. There's a lot of nice areas around Vegas. Got to get out more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We should send you somewhere exotic, Tone. We should send him like Russ. Uh, I don't know anywhere that's more than forty-five minutes away from his house. <laughs> Let's send Tony on a wild weekend to Indianapolis. Tony, you, you, when do you turn thirty, bro? Uh, November. You turn thirty in November. I need you to do something for me. By that time, you'll be married. I need you. And obviously, you're not a sing- going to be a single man anymore. So you and Stephanie, to like, I need you to visit five cities in the next year. Five and years is a lot. I mean, I don't think of it that way, but fine. But that's not the point, Jason. I need you to visit five cities that you've never been to. Well, she's going to make him travel, Russ. There's no way. I mean, she like you, you, she's, you, Jason, she's classy Jason, Jason, and Jason. she's a world citizen. You like, gotta, you gotta Steph, stop. Steph's going to make him go places. You got to stop assuming that we don't know that. I mean, we we do it's, have it's like kind of two a, objects crash. Stop interrupting my request, gentlemen. Let me finish my request. Go. <laughs> You're still five? going. This isn't over. You said five cities, but Jason. Simmer. Okay. What are the rest of the uh, requirements? Go ahead. Five cities that you've never been to. Mm-hmm. And when you get there, you can't just stay in the hotel. Deal? Okay. I mean, right. it's a safe bet that she'll take me places. Um, I don't have the urge. So 
going into the dating scene, you know, everybody was like, oh, I love to travel. I'm going to be like, eh, well, you know, it's not I'm one of my favorites. City, so, so, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> there's, so there's that. So I always had that speech prepared for anybody had in their bio. Or it was very rare where I saw something in someone's bio that said, um, you know, I love to travel. And I'm like, uh, I mean, like, what Tony, is Tony going on the date? Yeah, it, it, I've been to, uh, yeah, obviously Chicago, where I'm from. And he'll do his hands thing, like he likes to do in Chicago <laughs> and Milwaukee and Atlanta. I think he went to Orlando, so he's up to four. Is that right, Tone? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, you need to. You need to get like like ten when that happened. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like when people put that in their bios, I love to travel. What What are you trying to say? Like, what does that mean, really? Literally, I like to travel. Yeah, it means exactly. I don't. I don't. It's English. I mean, is that is that is that a trait that would be desirable for? Yes, I like somebody who stay goes to different places besides the place they live. Yes, I mean, you're the weirdo. (laughs) I, I mean, like it's like I'm not gonna base like my love or my interest in somebody True. based on how many cities that uh, I don't think Christ. anybody that's else not what does either you're that's... just trying to tell someone a little bit about yourself in a thumbnail here these are the days I want to choke Tony to death <laughs> everybody says he knows that damn, he knows damn well that's not what Every, it, how, how does that say. separate you from the rest of the pack I like to travel no it, okay. if, if I was if I if I saw if it was the roles were reversed and I saw your profile on a <laughs> dating app and it just said I've been to three cities no, you're not swiping right, Tony. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've been to I've been to three I've been to three cities and planning on keeping it there. I've been on That's three cities and I live in one of them. <laughs> Make on, me man. leave. Make me leave. <laughs> Russ's bio just says I can be there in two hours. The red y'all think eye, y'all baby. funny. Y'all think I'll be y'all on the next man. flight. Tony, I always wanted. I always start from the position of trying to defend you, and that always ends up being a uh, perilous position. Because I, I just, I don't know if I know anyone else who's like anti-travel who just doesn't want to. Like, I'm, not, I'm not anti-travel. I don't, know if I, can th- I don't know if I can think of anyone no, else who's are. like, at no, 30, I'm not interested I'm, in ever seeing anything else. Yeah, no, at I'm 30, not, yes, you are anti-travel. I'm not, I'm not anti-travel. I'm anti-promotion that I travel. Tony, you, but you don't travel. If you said I was anti-promotion to travel, but you travel, that's one thing. But you don't even travel. So like, it's like, all right, all right here, here's, here's what I'm saying. Wouldn't it be? Wouldn't it be nice for this to happen? You, you're just having a conversation with somebody. You're vibing out. Uh, you talk about something. Oh, that's funny. I've been. I've actually been there. Oh, you have you? Oh, that's interesting. Not just all right. Run off all the list of places that you've been. Well, I've been to here. I've been to here. Okay. All right. What's Tony, interesting that, about you, though? Tony, that's not how any date go. Like, <laughs> I'm. I don't want to do this anymore. Just I go just places, I picture this being like Tony gets mad. Tony matches up with someone that says they like to travel, and then the whole thing is him just asking him. So wait, you've been to Boston? What's that like? Why? Just every city the person lists. What's that like? But Tony, Tony's not a normal human being, so I would imagine he doesn't know what normal human being conversations sound like. So <laughs> this is like talking about little talk to this wall. <laughs> okay. Start the show. All right. All right. Welcome to Sports Adjacent. I'm your host, Jason Leisure. My co-host, Russ Dorsey, is in a bad mood. Like, I, how do we fix this, Russ? How do we get you back, bud? Uh, Tony Traveling. 
Well, I, I don't think we can accomplish that in the next. Well, then my mood's not going to change. <laughs> All right. Is there anything we can do to figure this out for you? Do you? Nope. I mean, what can nope. we do, man? Nope. We'll figure okay. it out if this Russ is entertaining or not. So you're just going to be defiantly difficult for the show. That's where. I mean, Tony does it, has done it every week since we started our podcast. So, yes. He has. That's correct. In a way, we pay him to do that. Um, well. All right. We'll see if that works. We'll just have. We'll have you and Tony both do that, and we'll just see if I can overcome the odds to have a show today. Either Good way. Buddy. We got, thank you. Thank you. There you go. Look at that. He's smiling. We're getting somewhere. All right. Uh, we got Tony Gill, our producer, working the boards for us. We got a lot to talk about today. Uh, COVID is running rampant through my house. Um, Zach, Wilson, Zach Wilson is doing all kinds of interesting things, or at least being discussed in interesting ways. Um, I mean, we're going to just put Tony's mic on mute during all that. Um, lots to get to plenty beyond that too. Um, but first off, our show is brought to you by sheets and giggles. You can go to sheetsgigglescom slash S a, and you will automatically get our discount applied of $23 off your basket at checkout, your basket, your cart. What do you call it, Russ? Cart. I have always called the, the thing you use at the grocery store. I've always referred to that as a cart. And then when I lived in the South, I learned that a lot. It's more common down there that they call it a basket. You go through Walmart with your basket. Well, I was hoping that might be interesting, but it's not. Okay. <laughs> so sheets, sheets and giggles. If you love their sheets, wait till you try out the mattress. Like you already do love their sheets. We know you do. We do. We have them on our bed. Take it to the next level. Get on there. Get in on these mattresses. They're pre-order right now. And while they're pre-order, Sheets and Giggles is giving you $200 off. And obviously, like I just told you, hmm. if you use if you use our link and go to sheetsgiggles.com slash SA, you'll get an extra $23 off that. You're going to want to hmm. jump on that because that deal is going away next month. Once these things are ready to ready to rock, ready to send out, they're going to get rid of that $200 off deal. Um, they're made. These mattresses are, uh, are, are perfectly designed for airflow and keeping you cool and comfortable. Our show is also brought to you by Homage. <laughs> And Homage, uh, we love everything they do. We have a new promo code for them, by the way. Uh, you can get 20% off at Homage now with our code SPORTS20. SPORTS20. Uh, and Homage supplies all the shirts for our show that we wear on our videos. A lot of you guys will see those videos on Twitter. Uh, Tony, what do you have today? Tommy Pickles, Rugrats, represent one of my favorite shows. Mixed with mm-hmm. uh, one of my favorite teams, the Chicago Bulls. So, Tommy Pickles, let's go. Um, the, the the leader of the group, always, but always getting into trouble. Always, always finding a way to get his team in trouble, but always managed to get him out, too. <laughs> that is a great take, Tone. They have a lot of those things at Amish. They have a lot of mashups between NBA and uh, some of your favorite cartoons. As a kid, they have Ninja Turtles. Uh, I think you have one of those, Tone. Don't you have the Raphael Chicago Bulls shirt? Yeah, um, yeah. They, they have a lot of Nickelodeon stuff. I think I've seen SpongeBob the better and of the, NBA the, stuff on there. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, unlike your choice of of Donnie for some reason. Yes, we've been over that. Yes, Russ, what do you uh, what do you have from homage today? I have my Daffy Duck Space Jam shirt, yep. as you yep. see right there. Uh, one of the greatest movies of all time, despite what people say. And like we talked about earlier. People like to take a dump on it, but it, it accomplished the goal. Not smart people. Smart people don't. I, I, I don't. People in my circle love Space Jam. 
and would they have a lot of different Space Jam shirts on homage too. They do. Um, I am wearing one of their National Park shirts. They have a whole series of National Park sh- National Parks shirts from around the country, and uh, the one I'm wearing right now, my wife is going to laugh at me for because it's the Florida Everglades National Park, which I have never set foot in and never want to set foot in. It is full of snakes and panthers and alligators and god knows how many bugs and other things that could kill you but it's a cool shirt and it's fun to drive through the everglades you can drive through on alligator alley and see some alligators on like you know sunning and stuff like that but i do i i want to wear the everglades shirt because it's a cool looking shirt but i do not ever want to go in the everglades because i'm terrified isn't that where they take uh people when you don't pay your gambling debts uh, a lot of things happen in the Everglades, Russ. A lot of things. Yes, we a lot leave, of things. You got to leave the Everglades alone, man. Like we're. I, I, th- like, I think the Everglades are sending us a clear signal to stay out by the fact that they have panthers and alligators. If you had that at your house, I would say, okay, and snakes. Uh, you don't want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not wanting me to come in. I got it. Yeah, protect the environment. We're not going to like yeah. what comes out. Russ, do you like? I've been to a few of the national parks, like uh, Acadia. And stuff like that. Have you been? Have do you like that kind of excursion, outdoors, hiking, uh, exploring nature? You into any of that or no? Jason, you've been my friend for a good while now. I think you know the answer to that. That's a no. And we have already covered this. With Tony, <laughs> Tony went to a park and was worried about uh, what was the what was the snafu you ran into? You were with your fiance's family, Tony, and you tried to go to a park. Yeah, it was like a hiking trail. Yeah, yeah, and I wore Yeezys and almost died. It was his no fault. I, I don't feel sorry for him. Almost died, meaning I think you slipped on some rocks. It was going to yeah. crack his head open. Yeah, yeah, I, I could have died for real, for real, because there was no <laughs> signs that there will not be sidewalks on on the, the trail. Here's my thing: at the fu- at the funeral, I would have been like, "I love Tom. He was a dear friend." But it was his fault because he wore easy slots in the in the forest. That's that's, 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 that's I was Russ mo. Russ's I was mo is I, I love you, but you did this to yourself. You did. You right. did. I have. A, can I amend my statement on the, the on nature? I do love like the ocean. I love living by the lake. Mm-hmm. Uh, some days I will just go out there and sit next to the lake or walk around Shed Aquarium where like you're out by the water. So I like that part of nature, but I'm not a big hiker uh, or forester or spelunker. That's not my bag. I'm not either. To be fair, I don't, I don't like any of that either. I don't like getting dirty at all. You need to get some pictures, Russ. You need to have someone take a photo of you sitting at the lake thinking, you know, sitting there just pensively, you know, going through your mind thoughts and stuff. Put that on the gram. Nah, nah, that's corny. Russ, I got, I got a question about that. Has anybody, um, like when you go out on a date, has anybody asked you just to take a picture of them in like trying to be that corny situation? Like, oh, I need I need a picture of this. The light is hitting me perfect. Or I need a picture of this. I'm right next to this <clears> thing. No, I I know people take pl- pl- pictures of their food, but that seems pretty normal to me in this day and age. Yeah, somebody but nothing like get get flick me up real quick. <laughs> None of that. Yeah, somebody asked me to do that before I met my lovely future bride. When I went on a date, I'm like, all right, well, this is, this is will be the last one. This is weird. This is <laughs> well, weird. we're gonna get we're gonna get to this eventually. But part of the Zach Wilson story is the new guy, Dax Milne, 
is it Milne or Milne? Him and the uh, him and the woman. There's like pictures of them holding hands on the beach, and I'm like, who's taking these pictures? Like this is supposed. To, this is being set, portrayed to us yeah, as no, a moment. And come on. Yeah. Um, before we get to that, I have an announcement. We're going to get to that. We are definitely going to get to oh, that. No, I, oh, I, oh, I know. Yeah. yeah. Um, we will be getting to that. Um, our show is, again, brought to you by Homage, and you can go there and get 20% off your first order with promo code SPORTS20. They got tons of stuff on there, tons of these graphic T-shirts like we wear on the show, hoodies, sweatshirts, pants, shorts, everything else. Russ, what is the big announcement? I'm not. A, you didn't run this by me. I have no idea what's coming next. Yeah, no, I usually like to save the fun stuff for, uh, you know, spur of the moment. But okay. if you... If you at by the time of this recording, you may have seen it already. Uh, but I haven't told you guys, and this is we're recording it before it comes out. I am going to be in the booth for Friday Night Baseball starting this Friday, uh, in Denver through the end of the season, and it should be really cool. So, Friday Night Baseball for Apple, I'm going to be doing color commentary. Hey, that's awesome, man. Let's go. So no, this, uh, is it, will you be doing that this Friday? Yeah. So starting okay, so this the day this out, episode comes out, I will be this in Denver, comes Colorado. Out Friday morning. Friday morning, you will be uh, late as you're hearing this on Friday morning. If you're one of our listeners who gets this right away, you can I'm tune on. in Friday night to see Russ and who do which game on Apple TV. Yeah. So it's going to be me, uh, Melanie Newman, doing the play by play. My my guy Chris Young. Uh, okay, do you know White Sox. No. Ah, I like you. Uh, uh, and so we're going to be doing that game. Uh, I'll be on the East Coast broadcast through the end of the season. Three of us. And then the homie, Lauren Gardner, is going to be the sideline reporter for that game. So Rockies, Pirates this week. Uh, I believe it's Phillies, Cubs, and Philly next week. Uh, but no, it's really exciting. It's something that I've, I haven't done before, but I, I'm really excited about and to be able to bring a reporter's perspective to the booth, I think is something that's really cool. And then bring some personality and fun as well. Yeah, some black in there. Let's go. Black baseball is back, baby. Uh, Chris Young is also black, Tom. Oh, there you go. good to know. Good to know. Good for him. <laughs> good for him. Uh Tony, do you have any advice for Russ as he uh, gets ready to make his debut? Russ, get a, get a notepad out here. Um, hmm. What do you want with your baseball broadcast, Tone? What will get you to tune into this oh, game? Oh, oh, yeah. I've been waiting for this my whole life. Um, let, me, let me lose the pin. <laughs> no, no, no. Right, jot this down, Russell. There's not enough black references in baseball. Like, you know, black movies. You know, mm-hmm. like black pop culture. Like, just get, it's something that equates what's going on to stuff that I'm familiar with. Basketball, football. Food, like stuff that's going on. Like sometimes, like uh, NHL free agency happened, right? People were like going crazy, like, what? What? And I'm like, all right, put this in basketball terms. And people were doing that. I'm like, oh, okay. That makes sense. I I get it. Like something that I can grasp onto in in the in game broadcast that I can be like, yes, (laughs) I am being heard right now. They are right, talking so if to I me. Could sum, if I could sum this up for you, bullet point number one is make it basketball. That's what I heard. I'm sure that's what they hired you to do. What else do you want, Tom? Um, you're going to be on video, right? <laughs> it's a 
podcast. Tony, I'm, a, I'm on it's a, a baseball. I'm, it's I'm, Apple it's a baseball TV. Baseball broadcast. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna need all the change, bro. Big chain in oh, oh, see, okay, that I can do. Those yep. are coming out. Understand me? Okay. Yeah, I mean, all the chains. I need the 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 low cut unbuttoned shirt with all the chains. That's that's what I need. I need, okay. I, I need all of that. So bring sex appeal to Friday Night Baseball, guys. Yes. Yes. Done. Yes. He was planning on doing that anyway. Play, yeah, you know? it was it was coming with me whether you wanted it or not. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know, a couple of sports sports adjacent references. We all good. You, I'm locked in. I'm usually I'm usually with you on that tone. Uh, I don't think that will be. Maybe not. Maybe not this first broadcast. Maybe what I'll would be it. the sports adjacent references that you want him to do, Tony? You want him to throw it to Tony Gill with glass? You want him to put on some glasses and be like, "I'm Russ Dorsey <laughs> with glasses," and then read something poorly? Or no, like, I can't, some, say, some, some, I can't say "ayo" on the national broadcast. <laughs> right? I can't, yeah. I can't do that. Oh, you can Probably drop that in somehow. I can't. Yo. I can't. I can't drop that. Yo. What if you come, What if you come back from break and introducing yourself uh, as Dr. Jerry Russ or something like that? Won't be, be I don't think that I don't think that one is going to be happening. But I'm uh, trying to help. What, what else, Tone? Man, my God, the yo is Maybe perfect try, because try, it's quick. Good, like it's uh, only uh, only people of the culture that. will understand. Tony, you want me to get fired before I <laughs> even start this thing? All right, here's one that's actually good. How here, how about this? How about somebody hits a home run, Russ, and your home run call is you just belt out all three of Tony's catchphrases right in a row. Feel me? Understand me? You hear me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, you, oh! You know this is gonna happen in a baseball game, right? When they pan the crowd and somebody is just taking down a glizzy, just taking one down, you'd be like, "Whoa, there's a gladiator over there." Here's my thing, Tony. There are things that we let you say on this podcast because you know we won't fire you. And I'm pretty like if if NBC Sports Chicago wanted to fire you, they would have done it by now. So they clearly don't. <laughs> they would have done it 20, 20 <laughs> times by now. Yes. Um, but this is the second largest company in the world we're mm-hmm. talking about. They're not gonna take no chances. Can you say gladiator? But if people don't know what type of gladiator, it seems the, the people that need move. to know will will understand. Uh, that's not really what you want to do on a national broadcast is, um, you know, kind of fine tune your broadcast to make it make sense to Tony, nine Tony, people. Tony want me to turn into a black Jim Cott on a broadcast. <laughs> 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 just start saying stuff. <laughs> so by the time people are hearing this, they'll be getting ready to watch you in your uh your national TV day broadcast, game broadcast debut. I know yes. you've been on other things, but that's yes. uh that's pretty cool, man. That's good. Thank you. I appreciate it. Are you doing it's, the playoffs? It should be a lot of fun. Uh, I don't think so. Just uh, the second half of the season starting on Friday. But going to get to go some different places, cover some really good games, some good teams, and do. I'll be, I'll be trying to do some different stuff while I'm at these places in terms of stories and uh, video content sitting down with guys. So it should be really good. Zach Wilson. Let's get to Zach Wilson. Um, there's so much to get to with Zach Wilson. By the way, I, I mentioned earlier uh, COVID running through my house. Three of the five people in my house have tested positive now. I have not. So, so both daughters and your wife. Yes, correct. No, no, I'm sorry. Uh, no, no, the baby. No, oh, little The baby and my uh, eight-year-old daughter and my wife. 
Those are the three. My wife. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Very funny. I'm sure the other, uh, uh, that's, you may be hearing me uh, becoming positive throughout the course of this show, for all I know. I expect once it's in my house, it's going to hit everybody. Uh, but you know what? We get that, The upside is, and my wife was telling me this, there is like nothing better than canceling plans. Mm. Now I have like four days coming up to do whatever I want while we're or five days or whatever the quarantine period you know, have is. y'all uh have y'all are y'all like different every who where are you staying in comparison to where the posies are staying not really and i always had thought about this is the first time that i've that we that we're aware of that we have covid in the house yeah but it's uh that sounds good on paper it's like nearly impossible in real life when you have kids like we not just gonna be able to like make the basement into the, an apartment or into a sick ward or whatever. Like it's, it's big especially with a baby. It's big enough. You, the basement? Yeah. Your basement. Yeah. Yeah. It is. We, we talk about basement. Russ having money. Yeah. Yo, Jason. <laughs> man, don't let Jason trick y'all. He just trying to throw the I, Russ is wealthy. Right. No, nah. <laughs> I've been, I've been to Jason's house. Yeah. 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 There's good food over there. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the first time I saw there's, Jason's basement. It just kept going. Over there. It kept going. I thought they, I thought <laughs> we came down the stairs one way, and I'm like, man, this is really nice. Here. And I turn around, I'm like, it just keeps going. It's like, hey. Like, you know who grills artichokes? People with money. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> That's true. That's probably true. People who would even know to do that. Yes, you're probably right. The basement, our basement is great. It is a, because the house is a ranch style house. So it's one story and flat basically, but the basement. Vast. The basement covers the entire, the basement is the same as the house. A lot of houses in Chicago have partial basements and, and places in other parts of the country have no basement. I mean, you can't have a basement in the Southeast, for example. Um, it's crazy. You're yeah, we have like half of, half of it is like kind of carpeted and, play area for the kids and there's kind of a living room down there to watch tv and then maybe a quarter of it we have uh hockey net and pucks and sticks that's like for exercise and we got a treadmill and stuff down there and then the other quarter of it is uh is storage it is very helpful to have a basement and also my wife will never go down there because it's cold and dreary and I don't know. Sometimes uh, one thing about basements is there's always you always get, get bugs down there and stuff. My wife will almost never go down to the basement. It's hmm. so, like I, I could hide out there all day and probably be undisturbed, playing Nintendo sixty four. And there's a fridge down there, you know, full of drinks. It's a good can, life down there. Can I can I read one more comment about uh, the Rona? Um, I, yes, I took public transportation for the first time in three years today. Mm-hmm. And as soon as like I was like, oh okay, it'll be cheaper than parking downtown. I got to go into the office more often, so I figured I'd just take public transportation, which is something that you got I a did bus or ago. what? Uh, I had to take a bus and uh, I had to take the L. Okay. Um. So as soon as I stepped on to the bus, I realized, man, that V is still out here. Like the moment I stepped on that yes. bus, I was like, yo, I am scared. <laughs> Yeah, I kind of stopped thinking about it for the most part and stopped like wearing a mask in the grocery store and everything. And then I went to a Sox game last month and got on the red line afterward. And I was like, oh, boy, this is full of people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in closed spaces. First time, and I've been on airplanes even and not really felt like that. Although on airplanes, everybody was wearing masks, masks at the time. Right. I haven't flown since. 
But yeah, like but, I can, I had to, I had to make sure because of that feeling when I got on earlier and I got on when everybody else was at work. So there was a bunch of space to be had, but I yeah. made sure I left the office early to avoid the at home, the go home traffic, because I don't know how my anxiety would have been seeing a jam packed train or bus right now. Like it would have bothered me. I probably just would have took it over. Like it was weird. You, know, I, I, I got to get used to it. Like I'm gonna get over it because I'm gonna do it more often. But that was a weird feeling, seeing all those people in the in that enclosed space. Like I, I wonder if anybody that's listening like has ever like felt that like as they return back to or you know go back to doing normal things. But that was a weird feeling. I know it's gonna feel like that for me the first time I fly. Now that there's no mask mandate, assuming that's still the case whenever I fly. I haven't flown since, I want to say March was the last time I went somewhere for work. Um, I haven't really needed to or wanted to fly since then, but I am I will be starting again for football season next month. Um, we've covered a lot of that. We have not covered Zach Wilson. There is so much Zach Wilson to cover. Russ, I'm going to do my best to run through the bullet points on this, and you just tell me if I, if, if I have a handle on this, okay? Okay. So, uh, Zach Wilson broke up with his high school sweetheart this year. Yes. So far, so good. Okay. Uh, she's now dating uh, Zach Wilson's former college teammate, uh, Dax Milne, who plays for Washington. Yes. Um, an Instagram commenter accused this woman of being a, quote, homie hopper. <laughs> and she responds by accusing Zach Wilson of cheating on her, with Zach's mom's best friend. Is that the entirety of the story? Do I pretty much have it? That's what I know. Well, that's a fun NFL story for July. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing going on. You got the four letter people yelling all day. This is this was perfect timing. It gave it's a weird one to talk about. Yeah, it is a weird one. It's an interesting one. Um, here's my thing. I think it's weird for the girlfriend to go to the best friend slash former teammate roommate uh, right after. I'm not a proponent of cheating at all. I don't think that's good. Uh, had had he not cheated on her with mom's best friend, that's one thing. He like, might not it, have. Like, yeah, well, here's my thing. I don't think the mom's best friend part is weird if they weren't together. Personally. Ooh. I don't know, Russ. Floor is yours. It's going to make for some awkward uh, Memorial Day cookouts, I feel like, in the neighborhood. This is the, this is the only part of it that's weird. How old is mom's best friend? Two. Probably, probably mom's age. How long has mom and best friend been friends? Probably a long time if it's her best friend. Uh, you know, moms are weird. Like they meet other moms at grocery store and stuff, and then that's their best friend. They drink wine and stuff. But so I don't know how that's, this situation is with. That's Zach. how moms' lives are, huh? Yeah. I mean, okay. For, for watching right. from a distance, yes, sure. Um, but here's my thing. How do I get on this podcast? <laughs> oh, you're just gonna have to let it fly, and we'll see what happens. All right, so. I have dated older women since I started dating. And I'm not going to say that I haven't dated somebody two times older than me. Okay. 
you're not going to say that you haven't. So, Correct. So you're saying that you did. Okay. Correct. So it's like if if that's the was situation. it one of your mom's friends? No, absolutely not. Okay. Well, there we go. No. All right. I mean, I had to ask. But no, I think I think the the weird part about this situation is the mom's best friend. However, if it's just like it was a, a woman two times older than Zach Wilson, eh, I think that's relatively normal. The part of about him being the mom's friend is weird because if she's known Zach since he was a minor, that's part's weird. Tony, you I because I, it seems like plotting. She groomed. She groomed that boy. Okay. Tony, you've clearly been uh, fighting back all your thoughts on this, so let's just kind of open the fire hydrant here. What do you got? <laughs> no, man, I mean, because uh, the reaction to, like, she had to, I think she, his ex-girlfriend that, that started this, uh, had to, you know, get rid of her social media because Jets fans were, like, giving him the attaboy and, you know, harassing her, just to be honest. Uh this is a weird story. It's like, it's always that thing, right? Where the guy in this situation is deemed the conqueror. If, if the gender roles were reversed, it'd be, I mean, it'd probably be a bigger story than, mm-hmm. than what it is. Um, because it, it absolutely cannot happen the other way for, for some reason. Uh, but, yeah, the I don't the mom's best friend. Presumably, she's seen him, and again, we don't know the history, right? Like Russ said, we don't know the history of when they became. We don't even friend. know if it's true. We don't even know if it's true. That, that is also true. But he is he's also not denying this comment on an Instagram comment. <laughs> right? He uh he he. I think his latest social media post this was oh I was on a trip with with the guys or we went somewhere. What I miss. What am I supposed to do okay. with that? <laughs> that, that is right. not a denial. Nobody in the family has come out and denied it. So it's like, I, this is just a, a a weird story. And I think it's a, just a peek into somebody, somebody's life uh, that I, I wasn't prepared for, but you know, it's, it's just weird that if she knew him for years, That's that, the key. that she was waiting she was waiting to jump on it. Because here's my thing. You had your mom's friend that says, oh, you so handsome. But I never took that and like, Miss Johnson, don't do that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I've never done that. Russ, to your point, there had to be signs leading up to this from, like, making side comments in front of like, ooh, you're going to be a cougar slayer or... You, okay. Something. Again, if if this actually happens. If this happens. Yeah, if this happens. Russ and I sit here and we're like, okay, this is just an Instagram comment responding to another Instagram comment, and you are acting as though this was all laid out in the New York Times, Tone. I mean, if anybody had the, the knowledge, wouldn't it be his ex-girlfriend? That's a pretty random thing to say. Uh, doesn't to, she to, seem to like try she and take probably a kind of has uh, a beef with him? They definitely got beef. Gone, gone on to date one of his friends and best friends, actually. Don't you think? I don't. You, uh, okay, a couple of things here. Like, I, don't you find it odd that Zach Wilson gets sideswiped by all this? Like, he didn't even provoke this. 
No. Uh, she I mean, This was an it. This was some her. other Instagram commenter calling her uh, a quote homie hopper. That, that was funny. That ignited this. <laughs> Zach Wilson is not having anything to do with what's going on this week. Yeah, my man's was minding his own business, probably. Yes. <laughs> clapping somebody else's mom. All right. All right. <laughs> Russ, what about what about the idea of uh, dating one of your friends' exes? You were saying earlier. You said not right away. Absolutely. But is it is it is it uh, is it like how much time would have to pass, or or is there no amount of time that would? So I I wouldn't for me personally. I'd say that's a no go for me. I wouldn't feel comfortable with that at all. I think it's one of those situations where you got to have a conversation with your homie before you do it. Cause it could get nasty. Cause it's like, yo, how long you been eyeing shorty? Was it when we were together? Then you get this whole situation. So I think it's one of those situations. If you have a friend and uh, your ex and your friends thinking about going out with your girl as the friend, you have to go to your friend whose girl you're trying to talk to and say, Hey man, would you be mad if I talked to, Blank, and if the friend says no, hey, okay. Uh, but to me, curries? I think I think that's breaking homie code. Me personally, it's like there's so many other people out here you could date. Well, why you got to date her? Well, that's what I always say. I always say why there's billions of people in this there's world. A lot of people like it doesn't have to be somebody right. from from work, or right. it doesn't have to be your friend, <laughs> right, or it doesn't have to be your friend's ex. You know, like. It's okay if we uh, cross off, you know, one or two or even 20 names off your list of possibilities here. Yeah, it's bro. big world. Yeah, yeah. Stuff just don't happen. That, 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 that's, that's a plot. I've been plotting. I get out of here. <laughs> like, y'all y'all not going to pretend like this just happened. No, nah, y'all been plotting my downfall from, the, from the, both of y'all can go. Since this uh, since this story has broken, Russ, uh, people are voting for Zach Wilson, or not voting, but um, betting on Zach Wilson to win MVP. His MVP odds have improved over the course of this week. MVP in the streets. Russ, I feel like the uh, Zach Wilson story cheered you up a little bit. It was a interesting story. There was that piece that I said while we weren't recording that I think kind of applies here. I don't know if I can say it on air though. I, I can. I do know, and it's that you shouldn't. I uh, can't. Um, especially, you seem real happy about that Apple job. I feel yeah, like I don't want to. I don't uh, want to. I'm gonna play yeah. it safe tone. I'm sorry. I feel like you were amused and entertained, and uh, saw a little bit of yourself somewhere in that story. I'm not sure, but Maybe, uh, ooh, just, let's just do it this. really, it really brightened your spirits. Let's call it bullshit tone. This is bullshit. Time to call out the world's hypocrisies with bullshit. High quality bullshit. World class designer bullshit. To be sure. Bullshit. Presented by Sheets and Giggles. They just say whatever they think will interest the audience or make it appear that they know what they're talking about. And what comes out is bullshit. I call bullshit is brought to you by Sheets and Giggles. You can go to sheets giggles. Tony, have you noticed I've been like giving you the space to do that? I've been pausing. I've been kind of. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I appreciate it. It's gonna get pressed regardless. I think. <laughs> I, I know that. I'm well aware. I know it's, you will just, not adjust to me. Yeah, it's just whatever you feel comfortable doing. Right. It's getting pressed. Right. That's what you're saying. For 
70 something episodes that's been the case you will not adjust adjust to <laughs> russ and i even though in this tiny little realm we're your bosses mm-hmm. we we have to constantly adjust to you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah just uh, checks <laughs> you know you always threaten it but we never do and so it never you know i i'm as a parent i know about empty threats i mean it's not empty when i would Listen, I, I can get into it. We can stop writing checks anytime. You're the one. I'm the, I'm, 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 I'm trying to be the hard ass parent. Here you go, being the softy parent. And we still need to pay him. Yeah. How do I get sideswipe for production? That's a good. That's a good me. You did a good me, Russ. Yeah, uh, we still I, need to pay him. He's our producer, and we want him to be part of the show. <laughs> I Call Bullshit is brought to you by Sheets and Giggles. And uh, again, this is the time to get in on their mattress. They, they are coming out with this mattress. You can pre-order right now. They're offering $200 off what retail price is going to be next month. You can get another $23 off by going there via our link, sheetsgiggles.com slash S-A. This mattress is made out of latex and steel and eucalyptus. You combine those things, you're going to get a cool, comfortable mattress Ideal firmness, no matter what your sleep position. This thing is designed for airflow. It's designed to keep you cool. You already love the sheets. Like, go the next step. Get the mattress. You're going to love it. Uh, We are calling bullshit today on, uh, you'll never guess, ESPN. Do you go to a, you ever go to like a a park or something or, uh, you know, all throughout Chicago, they have these little receptacles that you put your your dog's droppings in. You know, you pick it up with the bag, it goes in there. I feel like ESPN is that thing for us. Like, we just keep... Dumping bullshit on there. Um, the latest, Russ, is uh, they have fallen for a quote. You would think, like, I don't even need to tell you anything about Man, about how badly they got fooled, except that the media outlet that fooled them is called Ballsack. <laughs> <laughs> even Tony Gill, who accepts everything he ever hears, be it on the internet, be it on Reddit, be it something someone whispers to another person in front of him on the L, uh, accepts all of that is true. Even Tony Gill would know, hey, ball sack sports, I should check that out. Yeah. yeah I mean. <laughs> they tweeted out a quote from, a fake quote from uh, John Morant saying that Michael Jordan would be just another superstar, just another guy thrown out there like Kyrie or Donovan Mitchell or Luca or whoever if he was playing in, in today's era. Um, and ESPN ran with it even though he never said that. In fact, did a whole segment on it. And then did a segment apologizing for getting fooled by a fake quote. I don't get how this happens. I, how are the, like, it would be one thing if uh, there's no editors or producers or anything there at ESPN, but you, they've got an army of people that can catch these things. So they, what they've, what's happened over there is now they've fallen into the trap and they're not the only ones. They're the, the biggest. So they're the one that catches the heat. But it's a lot of these entities and publications and uh, news, quote unquote, news organizations that have now gotten into the social media game. And it's not about accuracy. It's about who's first, who's funny, who can get the most engagement online and on social. That's what they fall into. And you're not there's not a lot of research with those things. People are grabbing stuff off social. This person said this. Oh, that got a lot of engagement. We're going to put it on ours. Um they have an entire campus of people, as you alluded to, in Bristol. You got to have it. There's at least one person who is a, a researcher. And before you posting things on your channel to say, is this true or not? 
Let's have somebody actually listen to Taylor Rook's interview with John Morant and see if he actually said this. It sounds like they need more old people working there because older people would be like, hmm, is that true? I don't see. And I don't like that either because I'm just like, there's a lot of old people that run ESPN. This is a culture thing, I think. There you go. What uh, they have to feel 24 hours of, of content. They're reaching for any and everything. Uh, and for for ESPN, like the there should be levels. It should be okay. I'm not saying that stuff doesn't slip through, but it should be multiple levels of stuff, like before it seeps out in into the public, uh, because they are ESPN. Because this is this isn't the first time that this happened to them. Um, they should be on constant alert of okay, where did this come from? That should be the next question once something is pitched. Or present it to for a show. Where did this come from? And if it says, "Oh, uh, balls exports," like I mean, it's it's just a simple question. Like when you're doing the show prep, where did this come? Because now you got the host out there looking crazy. If I'm the host, I'm like, "Yes, yo, like I got to do all these shows." Like I'm producing, fact checking, right? I can't, I can't be out here fact checking everything that you guys put in front of me. Right. So the the other and this is you make a bring up a good point, Tom. So the other day there was that story that Dame had been trying to reach out to the owner of the Blazers and she wasn't answering his phone calls, emails, and text messages and all that. And we we that story came up in our production meeting by one of the PAs, and I said, "Where is that story from?" And they said, "Uh, it was in the New York Post," and they didn't really link to anything. I said, "Yeah, we can't and shouldn't run this." Because one thing I know, whether it's the Post or somewhere else, like, we don't know if that's true. There was no sources. There was, I didn't even know the reporter or the person that wrote that story. Uh, come to find out, wasn't true. Dame came out later and said it wasn't true. But that could have made it into our rundown of things we were going to talk about that. It got to the point where it got to me when we were talking about our show. And I just said, and it helps that me as a reporter, I'm like, hey, is this true? Who are the source? Who wrote it? Etc. cetera. Uh, but I imagine everybody's not like me. People are saying, okay, sounds good. Let's talk about it. Uh, and not where did it come from? Well, you're old school. It? You're old school on this stuff. I don't think that what you're saying is reflective of. No. Most no, people in the industry in your age bracket, you have, this is one area where you and I have similar sensibilities i think um i tried to look up boss export this is the second time by the way that uh espn has been fooled by this in april Stephen a smith got caught by uh or, or got fooled by a quote from them where kyrie irving was calling james harden washed and then you know kevin durant was making fun of Stephen a smith as he loves to do it's probably his second favorite thing to do other than hitting fadeaway jumpers um i tried to look up i started my search on what is what exactly is boss exports uh, I, I typed, started typing it into Wikipedia. The only, the first result that came up, of course, was uh, the actual thing, not, not the company. Um, but I, I continue to try to make, figure wait, this out. Make sure, make sure you type sports in behind that because it could be a bad day on Google. That's still yo, what came up. Still yo, what came up. That um, me. I, I t- don't type in just bears when you're looking for Chicago Bears information. <laughs> okay. Right. Yo, I was. Do you know shocked. that? The, do you know? Do you know that the Bears actually don't have the. Uh, the domain rights to bears.com. Isn't that amazing? Like, oh, I, wouldn't that just be the easiest thing to get? But maybe not. Um, so anyway, Russ, I was trying to figure out what this is, though. Like, they have 193,000 followers on Twitter. But it's not 
I mean, it's not funny. I'm not sure. Like this John Morant quote, for example, it's not funny. No. no so I don't really stuff, get. I don't really get what is. they're doing. Are they, is their goal to fool ESPN and no, others? Some of the stuff it is. It, some of the stuff it is funny. It's like super exaggerated versions of what the truth might actually be. Like there, it's an art to it, right? Where it's just enough information for you to believe it or possibly think that it could be true. And then they kind of double down on the ridiculousness somewhere within the quote that they present. Like it, it's, it's truly an art to, to, to fool professionals to think that a quote from a player or a former player, um, they got it. On, I think they, I don't know if it was ESPN. It might've been ESPN, but they had like a Josh Smith quote. Where it was like, man, if LeBron was playing in my era, like I would have dominated LeBron. When him and LeBron played in the same, and people were running with it, like people were running with it. It happens all the time. So there, it, and you're calling this an art. This it, is an art to you, Tone. For them, for for them, it's it's they created content. They created. It's not up to them to force you to know what's true and what's not true. That's that's not that's not on them. Like I'm, I'm never gonna blame ball sack sports for anything that they do. It's a satire. It's the Onion. It's, it's that form of sports content. It's up to the people that are watching and that are receiving that content to understand that and take it just for what it is. It's a, it's a funny quote. Like it's funny to think about after giving Dame Lillard an extension, the owner will not be taking his calls. Like that, that is hilarious. That, that's funny. But it's also not true because why would it be true after she handed him more money? Russ, that's only part of what has been a rough week for ESPN. Did you happen to see that Adam Schefter Adam Schefter was profiled in the Washington Post? I did not see that. He did a pro. He participated in this profile, uh, presumably for damage control, a lot of things lately yes, that we've uh, talked about on our pod. Yes, um, I don't know if he accomplished that because they quote anonymous coworkers uh, ripping him and calling him an embarrassment. And uh, it is also, uh, which, by the way, only only matters to journalists, I think. I don't think that, that the average consumer um, in the public is really concerned about any of this. But uh, an interesting detail that came from that profile is that Adam Schefter spends $16,000 a year on chocolate for Christmas gifts to sources. Okay. That's just weird. Just a weird little tidbit I was throwing at you. Got it. Oh, my Do you man. send chocolate? Do you send chocolate to sources? I don't. Okay. Well, you might want to try it. I don't have money for that. <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah, makes he makes nine millions mil. of dollars. Yeah, nine I, don't, I, don't have the, I don't have the money to do that. Yeah, Someday, know, maybe, Russ. Someday. Appreciate the people that are that, that's that's helping your career. No, no. Uh, I, 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 I hear that, but <laughs> okay. Holler at me next year, Jason. I'll see if I'm giving out. We'll see how this happens. Thousands of chocolates. Out. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I Call Bullshit is brought to you by Sheets and Giggles. Again, you can go on their website right now and get not only the $200 off on the pre-order of their upcoming mattress, which is going to be spectacular, you can get another $23 off if you go there via our link, sheetsgiggles.com slash essay. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop. 
and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This man, Ray Allen, said LeBron was a great, a great dribbler, so that's why he's not the GOAT. <laughs> what? I would have been like, all right, man, shut up. Hey, bro. <laughs> it was such a weird, like, dressing that, like, lecture that Ray Allen was giving this kid. The, the kid's like, like it was oh, so weird. Okay. Ray Allen's just kind of an odd personality. He's, he's, he's one of those people that, like if you're interviewing him, no matter what you ask him, he will disagree with the premise of your question. The premise of your question could be totally factual and like clear cut. And he will, you know what I'm talking about? You know, those people that are just kind of contrarian when you have conversations with like, they just want to disagree with everything. That's kind of just their, their instinct is just to disagree with whatever somebody is saying to them. Uh, Do you, who was this kid? Do we know who this kid was, Tony, that he was lecturing about, uh, about how Michael, uh, about how LeBron wasn't the goat. What, what did he say, Russ? He said that LeBron, LeBron wasn't said, the goat. I, I he have a quote because, here. Go ahead. Uh, he said he can score and pass it. Uh, the fan said in the video, uh, "Is he a great free throw shooter? Is he a great three point shooter? Is he a great dribbler?" Ray Allen responded, adding, "So you're saying he's the goat, but he ain't even the greatest in all them categories. You know who it is, MJ." So he was meeting uh, some kids at the, I think, an AAU tournament. And they were talking about who the GOAT was. And he said uh, that he was basically telling this kid, LeBron is not a great dribbler or shooter. So he is therefore not the GOAT. That's Which is not a bad argument. Fine, fine for his opinion to be that Michael Jordan is and LeBron isn't. That's fine. But yeah, like, yeah, it's but, a weird, it's an odd way of defending that. Yes. And just if you look at Ray Allen's face and his tone in this video, it's like it's like the kid said something that offended him. It's like Ray Allen was just going about his business and then he heard something that he needed to correct. How Russ. dare you, 16-year-old right. kid? Yeah, pull your pants up while you're at it. <laughs> It had that vibe to it. It had that tone to it. Definitely had the uh, young man. Yeah. Um, that I There was another kind of wild take that I heard about, a basketball take I heard this week. Not a former player, at least not yet, but Andre Iguodala was saying that uh, Rashid Wallace would be a top five player if he was in today's NBA. He would be better than Giannis, a guy who I feel like we maybe have never seen a Giannis-type player before. And, and while Rashid so Wallace was really good. Rashid Wallace was a really good player, but uh, I don't think he's Giannis. Did you, so? Did you just listen to that whole thing? Like, what provoked him to say that? 
I don't know exactly what provoked him to say that. Do you, Tone? Yes. Uh, he was doing an interview in Tahoe where he was golfing in the, the big fancy celebrity tournament that they oh, had there. Yeah, the one that Aaron um, Rodgers plays in. Yeah. He was with. Steph's done it a couple times. He was actually with our guy, Chris Cody and uh, Stu Gotts from the Dan Levitard show. And he mentioned uh, in passing that, you know, in regards to should the Warriors go after Kevin Durant, um, he was making a point that, hey, th- there hasn't been a NBA champion without, you know, NBA Hall of Famers on him. And then it was mentioned that except for those Detroit Pistons. And he was like, wait. Then went on his tangent about Rasheed Wallace. Um, I don't 100% disagree with that. The only part I disagree with is that he'd be better than Giannis because we haven't seen anything like Giannis. But she would have been a max player if he played today. Like he, he was, I mean, the, he was a little bit, he was a little bit ahead of his time in being his size and being the type of outside shooter that he was and being able to do a lot of different things. All, yeah, all the things that he was doing is extremely valuable now. Like it's it's weird how you know it's funny how just groupthink works that it just takes us a long time to get to places that we need to in terms of learning. Like the three point line was instituted like what in the seventies, like in, yes. in or in, in yeah in the seventies. It's one more point more than what you're trying to do. You're trying to go through all these bodies to get there when the one out there is a whole extra point. And it took us to what the last eight years to figure that out, and the league's been around for so long. So it's funny how how what we value now wasn't valuable back in the day. And I think Rasheed Wallace was one of those players that would have been extremely valuable, just as defensive minded and in terms of his greatness on the defensive end as Draymond Green. But he can shoot. Like and, and Draymond is is essentially a max player, so yeah, I think he would be a a franchise guy if he was playing today. I just don't think, obviously, he was wouldn't be better than Giannis. He wouldn't have been better than Chris Bosh. Oh, he wouldn't. He would not have. And Chris Bosh was not a top five, top ten he player. Have. He would have. Chris Bosh was not no. the defender Rasheed Wallace was. Chris Chris Bosh was an excellent outside shooter, excellent Bro, pick and roll. Bosh in Toronto, come on now, yeah, I'm not yeah. doing this. I'm not yeah, doing he this. Also kind of I, I think with Andre Iguodala, I think this is an example of like going deep into your media career here, where it's like you're on a you're on a mic a lot more than you've been before, and you're saying a lot of things, and you kind of the more you're the more you're on a mic, the the less. Thinking happens, I think, a lot of times, and that's that's sports media now, right? That can happen to us too. That can happen to us too. You're doing. I think it's rarely, but yeah, I mean, it can happen. It can happen. But can it happen? Sure, but. (sighs) And if you're thinking anything at all at that point, once you're on a mic all the time, if you're thinking at all, you're probably thinking, "What can I say that's most strident and most surprising to people, and most going to be, you know, a controversial opinion." And I think that's a little bit of what Andre Guadal got into here is when he took it so far as to say that Rasheed Wallace is better than he'll a, have a player, a, uh, an, a practically unprecedented player. He'll have a he'll have a seat at the four letters. So. <laughs> he probably will. What else was going on in basketball, Tone? You had a few other things you wanted to fill me in on. We have a whispers of a Donovan Mitchell to the Knicks. Oh yeah, trade. That too. Yeah, uh, Shams so, is reporting be, that uh, the Knicks and the Utah Jazz are working on a trade. 
uh, centered around Donovan Mitchell. It does nothing okay. for the Knicks other than just this is the this is the Carmelo trade all over again. <laughs> you know, like adding Carmelo got them what a playoff series win. Like, except Donovan is yeah, worse than Carmelo. It might be a five seed uh, with this yeah. four seed. Like, again, best. I have no fear in my heart about what the Knicks are doing. I will never have any fear in my heart about what the Knicks are doing. It's just not something that crosses my radar. Like, oh man, here come the Knicks. That has nobody has ever said that ever. Here come the Knicks. If, if they have a bad contract they need to dump off, they say, here come the Knicks. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, it, I mean, he's about to, he's about to fill it. He is about to, he was able to hide on the West Coast Donovan and Mitchell. in Utah. Donovan Mitchell. And with the covering of Rudy Gobert. Like, he is about to hear it. And I get, you know, that's that's the hometown for him. Um, going to that organization is not going to do him any favors except maybe give him a couple more commercials. But, yeah, I just don't – he's not a good defender. It's going to be two dudes in, in Jalen Brunson, like Russ mentioned before we before we record. It's going to be two dudes just not playing defense. They're going to be a turnstile. What else is going on in basketball, Tony? You had a few others. I was asking Tony what he's been thinking about this week, Russ, and he immediately goes to his tweets. Starts searching his tweets as though that's like a database of his thoughts. That is. Kinda, if you want to know where my brain is is at, just search my Twitter timeline. Tony, do you think that's a good idea? Uh, Yeah. Okay. So do you, do you, there's never any kind of caution sign? You don't see a yellow light ever. If the yellow uh, light has went on, send something. if the yellow light has come on, it has been sent to our group chat. That's the yellow light. Okay. All right. I'm talking about yellow light like at a stoplight. Uh, so just, you actually it, stop. It, you stop sl- at those in your mind. Yeah. Yeah. If, if it's, a, okay. it's, it's right. green, okay. red. It's, it's rarely yellow. Green, red. Like, uh, I'll probably send this to the group chat. Not to <laughs> there is sound. no yellow. <laughs> Tony wants the actual traffic signs to be like that, too. Let's see what happens. Goal stop. Hard stops. <laughs> Homage, it's time to give honor to whom honor is due. I take the cash and I take the respect. Give it up, give it up, give it up. We just want our respect. To some people, that's more important. It's time to pay homage. And I want my damn respect, too. <laughs> Presented by our friends at Homage Clothing. We heard back from the Amish people, by the way, uh, about that intro that Tony did, and they loved it. I think they might agree with you, Tone, that you are, as you claim to be, the littest producer in the game. Oh, yeah. I didn't have one doubt in my mind. Come on. I got the John Morant confidence with that. We know that there's no doubt in your mind. There's doubt in a lot of other people. Tony is a producer. The littiest. And, and sometimes he acts lit. But I wouldn't put those two words together. I'd find different words to put together for him. If there's a producer ranking out here in these local Chicago streets, I'm top five, not five though. Tanny, we've we've done this before. We've already done. Yeah, this is yeah. a rerun. Yeah, and you've fine. claimed made this claim before. Yes, I, st- I still got to remind the folks. You know, we know we know where you're staking your claim. We got it. Ray Diaz, my guy. <laughs> I'm going to start naming producers. Just anyone. <laughs> yeah, just running through a list of them. Yeah, uh, pay homage is brought to you, of course, by homage. Justin Rhodes. You can go. Don't disrespect me like that. Come on, man. You can go uh, to homage and get twenty percent off your first order with our promo code 
Sports 20. By the way, Russ, as you know, we've been doing this uh, $100 homage giveaway. And before we reveal which people or entities we're going to pay homage to, mm-hmm. let's announce our winner here. It is Tim Cohn. Yay! Yeah. Right. Shout out to Tim. Tony, hit the round of applause for Tim. I love Tim's five-star review of our show, Russ. Would you like to hear it? I do. Are you thinking of starting your umpteenth murder podcast? How many self-help or financial podcasts can you listen to before you realize you're just broke in more ways than one? (laughs) It's time to start looking for something new. Sure, you could listen to just sports talk if all you care about are the facts, statistics, and newsworthy events of what's going on in sports. Or... You could listen to all the adjacent podcasts out there if you just want to know about all the things that are kind of related to other things. But what Jason and Russ have done is combine those two things into one podcast that is sports adjacent. Yeah, you will hear a little bit about sports, but you'll also hear a little bit about just random stuff that's happening in their lives. Think of it like you're just listening to your buds talk, but they can't, but you can't talk and they can't hear or see you. Like like you're hiding in the closet or under the bed or something, but less creepy. That's a good review. I like this. Hey, yo, shout out to him, man. Nice work, Tim yeah, Cohn. You win $100 good. at Amish. $100. Which you will get. 100 bucks at Amish. Way. Yeah, you'll get a lot of stuff. Way. Yeah. Um, go ahead, Tony. Who are you uh, paying homage today to today? Oh, yeah. My man's Ozzy Ginn <laughs> is not... <laughs> playing around with folks and i'm here for it he's also my uh my work teammate down at uh, right NBC Sports yes. chicago um but that guy got my team the white Sox, a world championship when nobody thought it was possible um and he cares a lot about the white Sox, and the way that they've been playing this year has been very disappointing it's been discouraging, and I don't, I don't, I'm not a baseball fan, as you guys know. I am a fan of the White Sox because it's a team specific to the South Side of Chicago, which I grew up. So, to a certain degree, I feel where Ozzy's uh, coming from. And recently, he went on a big time rant that went viral locally, um, just saying how disappointed he was in his mentor, his former manager Tony Larusa. About how this team is playing, um, he even mentioned one of the funniest sports jokes I've ever heard. Saying Tony Larusa right now is Rick Renteria with credentials. That is hilarious, but also true. This team has massively underperformed uh, under the watch of Tony Larusa, and I firmly believe that Ozzie Guillen is is not. He's not vying for that job. He really cares about the White Sox. He has a lot of respect for Tony La Russa. But what's been going on on the South Side has been ridiculous. Uh, and, and borderline fans are are going to, are feeling apathetic towards this team. They are. They just have been so mid this year. And Ozzy was able to formulate that in his words, the frustration of every White Sox fan, into that rant that he had on the show and then had to come back again the next day and say, look, John Heyman, who, who, who was talking smack to him on Twitter, say, hey, we can set up a – we can throw hands for charity. <laughs> we can throw hands if you want to do it. So shout out to – I'm paying homage to Ozzy Ginn, my guy, for, for standing up for what he believes in 
and for calling out BS. Russ, who or what are you paying homage to this week? Well, Jason, I'm glad you asked. I am paying homage to the Baltimore Orioles. And when I said I was going to do this, you you were very confused. You said, well, why would you do that? Yes, that was all you told me was Baltimore Orioles, and I had no idea what that would be about. Yeah, and then I said, you must not watch baseball because the Baltimore— I don't watch the Baltimore Orioles. I know that. Well, the— the Baltimore Orioles, Jason, if you did watch baseball and or the Orioles, you would know that they are the hottest team in Major League Baseball right now, winning 10 consecutive de- games as of this recording. They are 45 and 44, which is a better record than the Chicago White Sox, the team that you root for, and they're doing it with a payroll under $50 million. <laughs> so that's why I'm paying homage to the Baltimore Orioles and therefore you should watch more baseball. But let me continue, Jason. I get it now, but it's sad. I, have we ever talked about the White Sox on here in a way that wasn't sad? No. Ever? No. It's, 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 that's, why, um, that's why I would say we should uh, do, what was uh, the Bears segment we do? Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine, <laughs> except for the White, White Sox. Sox. Um, we'll, call, we'll have to come up with a new name for it, like everything's going great. Yes. <laughs> um, but the Baltimore Orioles, I, I, I'll say this. Coming in the season, I think most people thought they were destined for another 100-plus loss season. And if you looked at their roster as currently assembled at the time, I wouldn't uh, disagree with that. However, they've played good baseball. They've brought up kids to the big league level, mainly Adley Rushman, who's the number one prospect in the game, catcher. And since that time, you're watching a team that has taken the next step in their rebuild. They're not done yet, but... Uh, there are people who are arguing, could they buy at the trade deadline? And so the fact that people are even asking that is a sign that they have taken a step forward. They just had their first month over 500 since 2017. They won their first, uh, had their first winning streak of 10 plus games since 1999. It's a fun team right now. Uh, and they might not, they're not world beaters. They're not going to uproot the Yankees for top spot in the AL East, but you look up, if you're an Orioles fan, you haven't had a lot of reasons to celebrate in a long time. Ever. And for the first... <laughs> I mean, that's not true, but the, for the first time... It has time been a long time. Right, <laughs> it has been a been long wild. time. Russ is correct. They have a team that has won the World Series, Tony. Like, it, might be, well, it, might, but, well, it might be ever as far as Tony's concerned. It might be All ever right. during Tony's time on the Earth. Tony's never even ever. been to Baltimore, so I don't care what he has to say. It could be true. I've seen the wire. But... Tony, please. He's, he's seen the wire, Russ. Please acknowledge that. No. So that's why I'm paying homage to the Baltimore Orioles. And who knows? Like, let's you finish the season. Maybe you win 78, 79, 80 games. Maybe 81. Maybe you go 81 and 81. That's a significant step for a team uh, that had as many losses as they did last year. Yo, they at least smacking. Every team in the Every division over five hundred. Smack it. <laughs> they are not. They should, I don't know what they should do, but it'd be dope to have like a I don't know like an all star game amongst the divisions in baseball. Yo, ALEs smacking everybody. I love. I love the idea of like dueling baseball insiders here, where Russ lays out everything about the Orioles and what this means and how their roster has evolved and this catcher prospect. And then you go to Tony and he goes, the AL East be smacking. And that's it. 
Jason I'm paying Miller. homage. Yeah, I was going to ask you, so you didn't. Who are you paying homage to this week? Oh, I'm glad you asked, Russ. Uh, I'm paying homage to uh, wide receiver Devontae Adams. An ESPN poll of 50-plus executives, coaches, scouts, and players voted him the number one wide receiver in the game. Ahead of the guy that you would probably put as number Cooper one. Cooper Douglas Cup. He came in second. So I'm paying homage to Devontae Adams because he got he's gotten or is going probably going to get everything he wanted out of this. He wanted out of Green Bay. He wanted to go to Vegas. He's gonna get the money. He got the five years, $140 million contract. And everybody is betting on the fact that he will still be good, dominant, best in the game, good without Aaron Rodgers. That he will show that it was him. So everything's coming up Devontae Adams right now. Good for him. I don't know how I feel about that. About which part? About him being voted the number one receiver. It goes, uh, the voting of, again, 50-plus NFL personnel from execs down to players. Uh, It goes Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, DeAndre Hopkins, Mike Evans, Debo Samuels, and DK Metcalf. I don't think they were they were ever going to vote uh, the right person that should have been number one, Cooper Cup. Why is that? Don't answer that, please. Don't answer that, please. Position hey, is brought to you by Homage. You can go to Homage and get 20% off your first purchase there with promo code SPORTS20. We're always on here talking about the graphic tees. They have so many great graphic tees, sports and non-sports. You see Tony's got the Rugrats Chicago Bulls. Russ has the Space Jam shirt. I've got one of their National Park shirts, the, the Florida Everglades National Park. But they got a lot beyond that. I was looking, Russ. They, these are all the things they have that are just in their go-to collection. So these are things that are plain. Like if you just need to refresh your T-shirts or your sweatpants or your shorts or your tank tops, uh, men's and women's, all this stuff, they've got T-shirts, polos, lightweight hoodie, which is like kind of a, a hoodie, but a t-shirt type material, I believe. A full-on hoodie, a men's tank top, a women's tank top, crew sweatshirts, mesh nylon and sweat shorts. I got two pairs of the uh, the rec shorts, the nylon shorts that I really like. Sweatpants, joggers, onesies. It's all, They have all this stuff in men's, women's, and kids, and they have bundles on a lot of these things where if you buy two of them or three of them, you save a little money, and then you can save additional money with our promo code SPORTS20 at Homage. We got to get Jason some hoochie daddy shorts. I don't think we want to see that. Jason runs. He has, he has great legs. Thanks, Tone. Yeah, I got you, bud. I'm going to disrespect your gains. Here's my thing with uh, the hoochie daddy shorts. <laughs> You gotta have uh, the calves. You gotta have make sure you have calves, which Jason as a runner would. Mm-hmm. But you yep. gotta have some some hamstring and quad action because mm-hmm. they're pretty high. They get pretty high up there. What are, what exactly are hoochie daddy shorts? I have not heard this term. <laughs> this is great content. All right, so hoochie daddy shorts are shorts that uh, the brothers are wearing, including myself. Uh, okay. Usually gray sh- sweat shorts. Mm-hmm. They have the five inch seam or less. Okay. But so are they're they like, like spandex material or are they loose? No, they're they're, they're gray sweat shorts. It's like so like sweat okay. sweatpants material. How tight short. are they? How tight are they is what I'm I mean as a five inch seam they're 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 coming mid calf. Com- compression okay. compression no they're that's not what I wanted to know. They're okay. not compression All right. tight. All right now I get it. Okay. Uh, so it's All right. hot, man. 
It's 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 a little looser than the compression. So the one the one I have the ones I have are mid thigh. Uh, they are not like squeezing my thigh, but like they're nestled up against my. These leg. are these are not for working out. Uh, these hoochie no, daddy no, no, shorts. No. This is no, all, no, no, all about no. being a hoochie daddy. Okay, there you go. All and, about and this is a term me. I can say, or no? I should have asked that before I said it. No, 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 no. You can say it. Yeah, yeah. That, okay. Who, who being hoochie daddy shorts is for everybody. Being a okay. hoochie daddy is a lifestyle. Jason. It's a lifestyle. It's not a. It's not anybody a, can be a hoochie. Anybody daddy. can be. Yeah. You could be a hoochie daddy. Well, I suspect that I'm not. I mean, but you could be. You could though. How would that uh, interplay with my marriage? Is are those things compatible? Or no, I would imagine okay. uh, you bring off hoochie daddy vibes in, with with your wife. You gonna you gonna have a good time? Okay, okay, all right. Yeah, we, good. we I mean, after she gets over her bout with COVID, but yes, yes. and me uh, over my inevitable. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you don't want to don't want to switch room. He's just sleeping in the same bed, bedroom, everything. He's just like, yeah, hey, well. I'm I'm here. Got, for, I'm here for Jason in in the in the hoochie daddy shorts. I appreciate that, Tony. You really uh, you made me feel good today. Thank you, buddy. It sounded like what Zach Wilson's friend's mom said. Oh, okay, <laughs> Russ, would you like to hear the news that we didn't get to today? <laughs> yes. Uh, so I've been watching the internet a lot lately, and I've uh, been been very discouraged by what okay. I've seen. What have you seen? Has anyone ever said they've been watching the internet a lot lately? And happy about it and been like, oh, there was some really good things happening on the internet this Very week. Very rarely. Uh, a man named the Tipsy Bartender, and I assume he's uh, one of these TikTokers. Oh, that you my about. guy. What? What happened? Well, he made uh, he made sa- uh, sangria or like sangria adjacent, whatever you want to call this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he made it in his sink. Yeah. So the video is very entertaining. It's like a one minute video and he's. Mm-hmm slashing a bag of ice Mm -hmm. and he's into the sink and he's pouring vodka and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, a box of wine and uh, peach schnapps and all these coconut rum, Mm -hmm. uh, cutting up fresh fruit, throwing it in there, oranges and stuff like that. Dumps in a big thing of Hawaiian punch, uh, cherry pop, uh, sun kissed, Mm -hmm. all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then he scoops up a big glass of it and he's very proud of himself. Uh, But I don't understand making this in the sink. There's just nothing about. I don't want to drink something out of somebody's sink, and no, I know you're gonna sit here, no, and say that good. he cleaned his sink. He probably, I'm sure, he scrubbed his sink down. He probably, I'm sure, the tipsy bartender followed all sanitary protocols. But sinks are gross. Kitchen they sinks are, are gross. Yeah, okay, people season chicken in sinks. The sink is disgusting. Sinks but, are disgusting. Like, like even when your sink is clean, it used to be disgusting, and it's only like you know. That that little rubber insult inset in the uh, drain that's separating you from all the food remnants that have gone down there. I, I don't want anything made in a, in a sink. I mean, make it make it in the, some kind of pitcher or cooler like a normal person. But it's for a party. He's you know, dog Tony. You there's no rationalizing that that's not disgusting. Oh, what? there is. I know exactly why he's defending it because he was all over it when people were uh, you know making food on weird surfaces. Yeah, they're not the professionals. He's a professional. That's I, I know why you're defending this. Plus, plus, all that alcohol is killing all those germs. You're good. Ah, was this guy nice to Tony once? That way, you know. He makes good videos. I enjoy. I don't drink personally, but I enjoy watching his videos. They're very entertaining. And it's like I know exactly why stuff. he's defending this, but I can't say it because he's a black. Is it? 
Russ, do you remember Jamarcus Russell? I do. Number one pick, number one pick as a quarterback back in 2007 out of mm-hmm. LSU to the Raiders. Uh, he appeared on the Pivot podcast, which is, I, I'm Ryan, not, I think it's Ryan, Brent Taylor, Ryan Clark. I don't know how many of these guys are on there. Channing Crowder. Channing Crowder. Uh, yeah, I, I watched most of this episode actually on YouTube. Their podcast is very good. Mm-hmm. It's very Solid. interesting. Very produced. They they have a lot of cameras and a lot of effects and everything going, but uh, really good. Um, he says, Jamarcus Russell says, he's fine with you calling him a bust. Just make sure you emphasize that he is the all-time bust. He says, quote, my bleeps didn't turn out how I wanted it to or not how they expected it to, but if you're going to call me a bust, put the biggest on that mother bleeper, man. Uh, and he might I- actually be. I was like, I, I saw what Jamarcus Russell looked like in a lot of those old school pictures, and he was the biggest bust. <laughs> I mean, this, but this isn't like Greg Oden, where Greg Oden was a bust because he was hurt. Jamarcus no. Russell was a bust because uh, he made a lot of bad decisions. There you go. There, his, his former teammate David Deal tells a famous story about how they, uh, they sent um, Jamarcus Russell home with some film to watch about blitz packages of the opponent they were watching that week. And then he comes home, or he he comes back the next day, and they say, "Hey, what did you think?" And he goes, "Oh yeah, whew, those blitz packages, man." And the uh, the tapes that they sent him home with were blank. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I hope it was fun. For speaking him. speaking of uh, rehashing the mid two thousands, this is a story for you, Tone. On that same episode of the Pivot, former Dolphins linebacker Channing Crowder. Which I, I love Channing Crowder. I covered Channing Crowder when I was like 22, and he was fantastic. No surprise that he's gone on to be a radio host and podcast host and all this stuff. Uh, very funny, very charismatic. Um, but he told a story on this episode, Tone, of uh, hiring a stripper to dance for Nick Saban during his time with the Dolphins. My guy. Nick Saban, your guy, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Russ, when I tell you that, uh, and, and you visualize this scenario of, a stripper coming into the headquarters of the Miami Dolphins, according to Channing Crowder, and uh, dancing all up on Nick Saban. How do you imagine this going? I mean, what do you, what do you see in, in your mind right now? I've never seen a happy Nick Saban, very mm-hmm. rarely, so I don't imagine it going well. Oh, you're exactly right, according to Channing Crowder. He says that the stripper uh, came in wearing only a thong and a Jason Taylor jersey, and uh, Nick Saban was in a chair. And she went and, quote, shook it for Nick Saban. And Nick Saban grabbed her hips, pushed her to the side, and ran up the stairs. <laughs> yeah, my guy. <laughs> He's still your guy after that? <laughs> I feel like, though, that that's Channing Crowder telling a supposedly revealing story that is not revealing at all. Like, we, we, we all knew that's how it would go. Hundred percent. I I imagine Nick Saban just critiquing her, like, "Hey, that's not how you do. It. You really got to get in there. What are you? What are you doing? Get in the three point stance, right? Arch the back and throw that thing. You understand me? Now try it again. Don't look. You, you can't practice till you get it right. Practice till you can't get it wrong. I want you to keep working on your Nick Saban for uh, for the fall for football season, Tone. Russ, Kyrie Irving might eventually uh, come out on top here of his situation. He might get out of Brooklyn, 
He's going to get his money this year either way, and he might get his way to the Lakers. Interesting. This seems to be kind of the leader in the clubhouse of where he'll end up. Uh, it's you know still rumor mill at this point. Did, did did he and LeBron somehow in their beef? Well, he said some things over the years, uh, Kyrie has, that have, I think, been intended to make peace with that, yeah, okay. with, with uh, their situation. And, uh, boy, if you're LeBron, well, if you're LeBron, you might want to listen to what uh, Brian Windhorst said about the Lakers situation. And now, Tony Gill reads. So, fellas? You're wearing your glasses almost normal for once. Almost. How you guys doing? Time to get with glasses. Appreciate you guys. Happy back on the show. What's good? I see you guys in your homage. Turn me up. <laughs> Feel me? Send me a shirt. Okay. Can you can you do the, the job that uh, Tony Gill without glasses pays you for? Ah, uh, really? Yes, yes, yes. Gotcha. ESPN Brian Winhurst on the Lakers. Hey, what's his name? Brian Winhurst. <laughs> How <laughs> does this keep happening? <laughs> yeah, go back and listen. Go back and check the tape because there's been like three or four things on the show that I've read today, mm-hmm. and I, I just like as a non-professional reader, mm-hmm. unlike you, I, I want you to just listen mm-hmm. to when I had to read things today. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you are in the profession of words. You know, Tony Gill with glasses is in the profession. Of reading things that you send him. All right. What did uh, Ryan Windhurst, as you call him, say? <laughs> this is not a buffet where they have a choice among six or seven different star players. Would it be better to have a no-ego, low-stress superstar like Steph Curry to come to their team? I think anybody would choose Steph Curry over Kyrie Irving. They don't have that. It's the end of the night. There's one piece of pizza sitting there. Either go hungry or take that pizza pizza. And in this case, it's not a bad pizza pizza. It's not a bad pizza pizza. Are you doing a Little Caesars commercial on the movie? <laughs> did, you say, did you say piece of pizza or pizza pizza? Which thing did you say? I definitely heard piece of pizza. Uh, Why are you working in ads for companies that we don't work with? <laughs> was Toyota last week? What kind of side deal do you have that we don't know about? Hey, just this money works. You really work for a marketing agency? Yeah. Russ, I like the analogy, and I think we all know what, you know, the real. That's like a a Disneyed up version of what Brian Windhorst is really trying to make an analogy to. Uh, Kyrie Irving would, in my opinion, put the Lakers in the mix if Anthony Davis is healthy. Man, we got to stop assuming that. I know. Well, I know, but what else are you going to do if you're the Lakers? I mean, it'd be a big. Kyrie Irving is still just like, he's a knucklehead, man, but he is still really, really good. Yeah. And he's 30 years old Mm -hmm. and he's a lot better than Russell Westbrook. The only thing I don't see here is like, why, what would, what would incentivize Brooklyn to do this deal? Because the Lakers aren't going to be sending you anything. They don't have any assets. Yeah. They're the oldest team in NBA history. Like, they don't, they can't, they literally can't. I, I'm not going to believe it till I see it. Kyrie Irving, by the way, career high last season, 27.4 points per game and career high at 42% three-point shooting. Man, he's so good, but he's also so Kyrie. And this is like a different Kyrie, too. Like, LeBron is just assuming, oh, I, when Kyrie was with me, he was in check. This is, also, this is not that Kyrie, bro. 
Like, <laughs> this is going to be a lot more difficult than you think. When he don't show up to practice, how that going to go? Pa- Passive-aggressive LeBron dealing with uh, a person that's more aggressive-aggressive in terms of the trouble that he causes. Okay. You going to go back to calling him the kid instead of Kyrie? <laughs> if you're Kyrie, this is a step up from what he's in right now where Durant's going to be out of there. And if you're LeBron, like, what else are you going to do, man? Who else are you going to get? Like, this is not the worst plan for them if they could. But, I, again, I don't know how they make the trade happen. Uh, big news from reality TV. Jeremy Hartwell, a 36-year-old from Chicago, filed a class action lawsuit against Netflix, Kinetic Content, that's the production company, and Delirium TV, that's the casting agency, for uh, terrible treatment and low pay during his time on season two of Love is Blind. His lawsuit alleges, quote, inhumane working conditions. This is your show here, Tone. Now, Jeremy Hartwell was not one of the main people that we saw go along. I don't think he paired up uh, at all in the the initial phase of this. Mm -hmm. Um, But he he alleges the following. He alleges that the producers of this show tried to get these contestants uh, drunk, basically. The only drinks provided on set were alcohol, energy drinks, pop, and mixers. Um, their, uh, their water was strictly limited. And producers withheld room keys to limit their sleep and directed hotel staff to deny them food. All of these things, Hartwell alleges, uh, in order to kind of uh, foster this like sort of desperate kind of altered like, you know, kind of break down their inhibitions and make them kind of uh, desperate, I guess, for human connection so that they would pair up. On top of all that, Russ, he alleges they were paid $1,000 a week for work that required seven days a week up to 20 hours a day. Netflix with no comment as of Wednesday night. Tone, listen, remember, this was a show you tried to get Russ to go on and audition for. Yeah. You wanted Russ to be in this situation, Tom. Let me tell you what, Tom. You should be ashamed I mean, of yourself. My my rate is way more than a thousand bucks a week. Russ is very wealthy. We've covered that. <laughs> I mean, he seems like he's got a fair case. It seems like uh, uh, Netflix is about to about to come out the uh, the bag. Well, one. we'll see. Uh, we got to see if anybody joins him on this lawsuit and if he can prove any of it. Right now, it's just a lawsuit that he's filed. Yeah, you can't be denying people water. That's wild. That's uh, the remember the Titan stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all legend, yes. Uh, and finally, Russ, I, I know you. You're a uh, sophisticated man. Are you interested in different types of whiskey? Yes, actually. different blends, different interesting uh, distillations, or whatever they would call it, of whiskey. Yes, please. You like an old fashioned, don't you? Yes. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Right. Uh, would you try a glass of whiskey if I told you it was made from crabs? It was made from what? Crabs. Small green crabs. No, I wouldn't be my first choice. All right. Well, let me see if I can talk you into it here. Uh, introducing Crab Trapper. Tamworth Distilling is in Tamworth, New Hampshire, and they have attacked their local crab problem by turning these crabs into whiskey. Tony, speaking of New Hampshire here, uh, as someone who has not traveled many places, what do you imagine New Hampshire is like? What's your best guess? Uh, I don't know. A little house on the prairie? Uh, you got to stop asking him things. That wasn't even close to being New Hampshire. 
So, Russ, New Hampshire is overrun by these invasive green crabs that came over a long time ago from Europe, and yeah. it is tremendously harmful to their local seafood industry. These things, these things are are numerous. They're legion, and they eat up to forty clams or mussels a day. And you know, those are supposed to go to us. Those are our clams, <laughs> our mussels, right? We need some clam chowder. Well, this isn't for the crabs to eat, but they're eating it. So Tamworth Distillery uh, takes these crabs. They capture them. It's probably pretty easy to do because there's tons of them. Uh, cleans and preps the crabs and then kind of cooks them into a stock. And then they add mustard seed, coriander, cinnamon, and then there's a bourbon base to it. And this is their crab tapper, which, crab trapper whiskey. Uh, each bottle of this uses one pound of crabs. If you're not enticed yet, let me let me see if I can if I can lure you in with uh, how they describe what this tastes like. Okay. And now, Tony Gill reads. Again? We back yes. at it again with another one. That means go. Tony Gill with glasses. Russ, you don't seem very enthusiastic about uh, Tony Gill with glasses. Tony, when we go to this for the second time, you just read it, please. I mean, <laughs> anyway, Tony Gill with glasses to start too. Uh, you did all this the first. You're barely time. employed. Tell Russ about the uh, Crab Trapper whiskey. Crab Trapper is made with a bourbon base, steeped with a custom crab, corn, and a spice blend mixture. Best likened to a low country boil. The crabbers present lightly on the nose, accompanied by coriander and bay to smooth out any high notes. The body carries hints of the maple and vanilla oak notes lent from the full body base. The spirit finishes with heavier notes of clove, cinnamon, and allspice, leaving a light, pleasant spice on the palate. Now you're in, right, Russ? <laughs> no, have you? And, ever, I, and he he missed the word because it was supposed to be obey. Yeah, like the there seasoning. Few, there might have been a few things missing in there, but either way, I it, I feel like if you tried that without knowing what was in it, you'd probably like, and then you'd find out what was in it, and you'd spit it all out of your mouth immediately. They're like likely. Is that it? Um, That's the news where you're caught up on everything. You could go about your weekend now and you are completely current. (laughs) All right. That's going to do it for this week's episode of Sports Jason. But before we go, we want to thank our lovely sponsors, Sheets and Giggles. You can get $23 off your next order at sheetsgiggles.com forward slash SA to get the softest sheets you ever had. They also have the Lovely mattress that Tony's been really excited about coming out. Tony's making a uh, humping gesture. <laughs> there was no better way to say it than that. Yeah. We also have Amish. You can get 20% off at Amish.com using promo code SPORTS20. Correct? SPORTS20. Yeah. That's our new yeah. code. Sports right. 20. If you use the other code, it's not going to work. Yeah. So Y'all turned us up too much. Y'all turned us up. You have to switch it up. <laughs> Sports 20 to get 20% off your uh, first order at homage.com. Uh, 
first of all, we want to thank everybody out there for listening this week. Uh, continue to share the podcast. Continue to share it on social. You guys have been doing a great job supporting our sponsors, and they are very pleased by that, both Sheets and Giggles and Homage. These are two businesses we really love partnering with. We don't just partner with anybody, and so we want to be really strategic with that, and uh, this seems like a really good fit for both of these places, and we appreciate you guys supporting them make sure you download the podcast listen to the podcast share with a friend if you got a, a friend that you've never told about sports adjacent i need you to do one thing for me this weekend tell one person about sports adjacent have them listen to the podcast they won't regret it uh tony you have something no yeah shout out to our winner of the uh, the hundred dollar gift card tim Cohn. yeah tim, tim. Cohn for that shout funny funny review continue to rate and review guys like yes. that's how people are going to find our show if you boost us up, turn us up. Give us, with the, give with us the five it, stars. It, it takes literally like what? One minute. Not yeah. even to do the, the rating. But just one yeah. minute just to write a review. Just show us your appreciation. We would love to hear from you. Absolutely. Good job, Tony. Uh, Jason, do you have anything else for the final folks go? Tony comes through at the end. Look at that, Russ. He landed the plane. All's forgiven, right? No. That's not how this works. <laughs> we will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Sports Adjacent with Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey. Be sure to download, subscribe, and give the podcast five stars. You can check out the latest episode of Sports Adjacent on all digital streaming platforms. I'm very much adjacent. For a couple hours, I thought I was hood. But then all that happened, I was like, you know what, James? You adjacent to the mother. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.